right, welcome to the Hunter Podcast and the Daily Hunt with myself, Thomas Mufsud. Today I'm going to share a story about setting your targets, hitting your targets, but not allowing yourself for whatever reason to actually grasp a hold of the results, to actually put the results in your hand and make it feasible to claim them as your own. So I was on a hunt the last two weeks actually for opening deer and early season we are able to go after velvet muleys, velvet whitetails, depending on where you're at. In the state of Washington, it's very difficult to be able to have a deer still in velvet in the first couple of days of season. But I got to actually see three bucks in velvet, three separate targets that I could set my sights on, that I could mark, go after, and do the work to actually get the results. But as it holds out to be truthful in a lot of things, we can't control our outcomes. We can control the targets we set. We can control the ability to put the effort and the work into it. We can control what we're committed to, what we want, and what we're willing to go after and sacrifice for it. But we cannot control is the actual outcome at the end of the day. And we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with failure with inside of trying to be successful. Putting ourselves out there over and over and over again Attempt after attempt after attempt in order to one time strike it and get the result that you're going after. So week one, day one, hiked approximately 9.3 miles total with torn ligaments in the bottom of my foot still from the relay race and the marathon, half marathon that I did earlier this uh, past month. So I'm hiking up in the mountains by myself, backpack on about 50 pounds, not really heavy, just enough to go in and I'm archery hunting. And we have a very large private ranch. It's actually where I'm running the Avid Outdoor Warrior Weeks here in Washington. It's all off-grids, got nice cabins, nice sleeping, steep mountains, deep valleys, a lot of wildlife, and a lot of nature. I love the uh, phrase, live at the pace of nature. Allow yourself to connect to yourself truly with the energy from inside your heart by getting outdoors more. So that's what I do. When I hunt, it's a way for me to connect to myself, my God, my earth, and my purpose. And that's it. And put food in the freezer for my family. So I get to take care of everything while I go out, whether it's alone or whether I share my experience like I did this past weekend. But back to day one, I go out, I set up the queen and the kids up on one mountaintop to start glassing for bears. So the queen has a bear tag, first year of her hunting. She's got bear, deer, elk, and cougar tag. And my middle daughter has her hunting license now, and she's got the same tags. So they're glassing for bears while I go hiking and looking for a deer, muley or whitetail. I have my target set on getting meat for the freezer. I'm not worried about it being a certain size or being in a certain area. All I'm worried about is finding it, setting my target, getting the result by doing the work. Plain and simple, right? Yes. Easy? No. We have to work our ass off being in backcountry hunting. I love stand sitting too. I love sitting in a tree stand, love sitting in a ground blind, but we had wolves come in. Okay. We managed the property with food plots, minerals, feeders, game cameras all over to be able to get production throughout the year. We put more time and energy and money into it just to get the one animal out and to actually be a uh, conservationist within our own ranch to create better habitat, to create more animals. So we're always redoing and replenishing what we take. So when you get to the end of the day, you have to be able to give back what you take. If you're not willing to give first, you're not going to get in the end. 
And we give a lot out there. And I give a lot in life just in general. But I don't expect things in return. I only expect things when I do the work after setting a target. So I go on this hunt and I hike and I get about three and a half, four miles back. And I come up over this ridge and I jump two bucks. I jump one big, it looked like a four by four at the time. Nice wide, about yay big, 150, 160 inch, full velvet muley, and then a smaller three by three. And within this, legal muley size out there is a three point on one side, three point or better. So he goes out to about 58 yards. I draw back and I'm on him. I set my target. I'm like, okay, I got this. And I'm watching, I'm watching. He steps broadside. I let it go. And the one thing is I was so focused on my target out at the 60 yard mark. I didn't notice the only branch hanging in at about 30 to 40 yards. And my arrow nicks it and goes ting and shoots 45 degrees to the left. Right past him. Off he hops away up the next ridge. And I sit there and I replay this over and over in my head. And I start thinking about how many times have I set up targets and not paid attention to what was on my path before that target that I actually set myself up for failure before I even could accept the fact that I was going to get a result from that target, that I was actually going to be able to claim what I sought and what I went after. Mainly in my work and money, making money. For years, I thought it was okay to work for somebody else and to make what they thought I was valued at, to make what they thought I was capable of doing, to be able to make them money instead of making me money. And when I decided to make that shift and start looking at the path in between me and my target, allowing myself to see that branch in the middle, allowing myself to see what could deflect me and be able to shift and move before that, that's when I was able to start creating millions of dollars worth of revenue through a couple of my companies throughout the years. And that's the only reason I was able to, not knowing it at the time and still fucking up in the long run because I would get one or two of those tree branches, but then I'd get all excited and all giddy. I'd be like, yeah, this is great. And then I'd miss the next two or three and I would still get deflected. So I go up to the next ridge where he went and I actually catch him bedded down again. And he pops up and I'm like, oh, thank Lord. You know, I'm blessed, this and that. But now comes in rule number two, paying attention to details because details fucking matter day in and day out, plain and simple. There's no way to get around details matter. I don't give a shit about your plan. You can have the most perfect plan with no commitment, no details. It doesn't mean anything. You can have the shittiest plan with all the commitment, all the details, and it doesn't do anything. You got to be able to blend the two together. So within this, you move forward. So I pull a full draw on him and I'm at about 60 yards again. And I'm like, okay, you're mine now. You know, I get him to stop. I do the low, Meh. you know, he stops. I'm at full draw. I pull back string against my cheek, take a breath. I'm like, <sighs> I pull the trigger nice and slow. And my arrow goes and whistles and goes straight up in there. And I just sat there and I wanted to throw my bow off the mountain. I wanted just to chuck it. I didn't want nothing to do with it. I was so pissed. I was so disappointed. I was so discouraged that all I wanted to do was quit. I wanted to just take everything, walk back to camp and just say, fuck it, I'm done. Just like I have in life, just like I have in making money with my businesses. We hit these big roadblocks. We get so caught up in the what should have been, the what ifs, the why nots, the maybes that we end up getting stuck and we start sinking in that spot. And we start replaying everything in our head over 
and over and over again. And before we know it, days go on, weeks go on, months go on, and we don't move. And we wonder why our life's starting to fall apart. We're wondering why we're not getting laid as much, why we can't have conversations with people and have true connection, why our bodies are falling apart and we're starting to get sick, why our minds are spinning in circles, controlling all of our thoughts, putting all this shit on us saying, you suck, your value isn't there, you're not worthy, what were you thinking, you can't do this, this isn't your time, on and on and on. And we have all these stories as humans and we feel alone, we feel trapped and we feel like we're secluded. Because we're not able to connect and open up and talk to another human being because that's not the proper way of society is to actually be able to talk, be vulnerable, have emotions, be a fucking man or a woman and step up and own your place. We're not allowed to do that. That's society is go and sedate and deal with your shit on your own. Be alone. But that's not the case. Even though I was alone on that mountain, I had my Lord and I had my purpose inside my heart, which was over on the next ridge, the kid and my queens. My kids were there, her kids were there, she was there. And I sat there and I looked down in my quiver and I noticed that all my broadheads had backed out about halfway out of my arrows. So when I shot that, not paying attention to details, my broadhead was halfway out of my arrow, so it was loose and wobbling. So it caught the air and it sent my arrow flinging the wrong direction because it wasn't balanced. It wasn't all in play from tip to tail. Just like when you go to go on a path to go after a target, during your daily hunt, if you don't have it laid out in balance through your body being balanced in business and you don't have your shit taken care of, one of those things could be out of whack and it's going to fuck everything up for the rest of it. There's no way of getting around that. You can feel if your balance is off with your queen or king or with your kids, it's going to affect how you produce and make money at work. If your work's stressful and it's off, it's going to affect how you are at home. If you're going to actually have connection with your kids or if you're going to have a physical connection and get laid with your queen and actually have some love and have some fun. It's gonna tear your body apart. But most of all, it allows your mind to take back control of your life instead of you controlling your mind. You have to be able to process your thoughts and know what's real and not real to know what to believe in and what not to believe in. Because the biggest lies that we believe in life are the lies we tell ourselves every fucking day. And there's no way of getting around that. It just happens. The only thing we can do is process it and shift and move differently and not allow ourselves to be taken into that bubble and believe our own thoughts. Because most of the time, let's get real, they're bullshit. We make up some crazy shit in our head and we believe it. When we allow ourselves to live from purpose inside of our heart and we get out of our damn way, guess what happens? Magic, we get opportunities, we get different paths, we get to shift. So my choice was, okay, now I can do one of two things. I can either sit here and sulk and gloat and be like, oh man, I missed, I did all this stuff. I didn't pay attention to details. I screwed up this and that. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not meant to get this. Or I could take a breath and say, you know what? Next time, next time it'll be it. Hike back to camp, positive attitude, keeping the kids happy, keeping the queen, ha queen happy. We have great conversations. We have a great dinner. We have sex that night. Everything's great. But it could have been completely derailed and a shitstorm if I would have allowed myself to stay in that funk for what had happened. If I would have allowed the negativity and the what ifs and the should have been's and the maybes and the why didn't it work sink in and start to actually affect the way I see myself as a hunter, as a producer. So we fast forward to this week, second week. I decided, okay, I'm going to go over there for one day. I'm going to drive over on Friday. I'm going to hunt Saturday. I'm going to drive home because I got stuff to do on Sunday. 
And uh, my little brother, Ty, he's like, hey, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm going to drive over and deer hunt. He goes, can I go with you? And he's got his tags. I'm like, yeah, you, we'll bring the rifle and you can bear hunt while I deer hunt. And you can bring the camera because we film everything. So we get over there. We get set up. It's about 6 o'clock. We glass a little bit. Nothing's there. We get up at 3 a.m. in the morning. We go and check the game cameras. So we don't really have any animals in the valley right now. <laughs> this stupid fly that got into my studio just flying around bugging the shit out of me. <laughs> so um, so nothing, nothing on game cameras. We have two big mountain lions that came into the ranch about two weeks ago. And we had some wolves come in about two weeks ago. So they'll typically push all the deer out and the elk out. And even the bears. Okay, We have bears pretty much every day on our game cameras in our alfalfa food plots and our oats. But... This time, no bears, no nothing. So I knew the cougars were in. I knew the wolves were in. Elite predators, badasses of their own. That'll be a different podcast. But going in, 3.30, check the camera and say, okay, this doesn't work. We're going to go up on top of the back ridge, back where I found that other muley, and we're going to go on hike. We're going to go look for some deer. So we go, we sit up there. We get up there about quarter to five. We sit till just a little bit after six, about 25 minutes before sunrise, Shooting light starts 30 minutes before sunrise, and we start hiking. And we get back up to where I had found that big buck before, and I'm like, okay, we'll go around the face of this this mountain here and get around the face, and we jump him up over the next little rock ridge. I see him kind of get up and walk off. He couldn't smell us. The wind was good. Um, he just he probably heard something, heard a footstep or whatever as we were coming around the corner. It echoes through this valley pretty bad. And I see him, and I'm like, okay, that's him. He's got two kickers coming off. He's actually a 5x5, five five, not a 4x4. Four four. He's a solid 160, 165-inch muley. Gorgeous buck. I watch him walk up and over. So we we let him go up and over, get out of sight, and then we get over to where he was, and we start following his tracks. So I've set my target. Now I'm going after the result. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to put in the time, and I'm committed to going after this deer. As we go... We're hiking, we get about 180 yards, 200 yards, and we come up, we're coming down this other little, little ravine, there's another little rock face, and then up to a big rock face. And from there, I start seeing all these tracks all over. And I look back at Ty, I'm like, you know, we gotta go slow. You know, there's gonna be some other muleys in here. We could jump anytime. The wind switched. As soon as the wind switched, I took one step and whoom! So Five bucks and probably six does jump up on the other side of the rocks right in front of us at about 60 yards. And it just sounds like a shit storm. If, you, if you've ever been out there and had elk or mule deer or even whitetails jump up in front of you and rocks and sticks, it sounds like, you know, bombs going off. But we had three go to our right and the rest went to the left. They went up the rock mountain face to the left and they went over to the right up the rocks. So we're sitting there watching them. The one three by three legal, nice, wide. You know, I'm going for me. I'm going for my target is set up for me. If I can't get the big one that I'm going after, I'm still going to fill my freezer. That's the way I look at when I hunt. I am hunting for a purpose every day within my business also. I'm hunting to make money to supply stuff for my family. I am hunting out here to supply food and put it in my freezer for my family. I don't buy meat unless I absolutely have to at the grocery store. I haven't bought a steak at the grocery store in probably seven years because I hunt for my food. And even when I hunt for my work, and my money to buy the food, it's just a different way of hunting, but it's still a daily hunt. We're still producing, we're still setting targets, we're still going out and getting results. So I watch these deer go up and I'm like, oh man, you know, what are they gonna do? And then 
I walk up about 40 yards and I look up and there's a doe looking down at me. And I'm like, she's going to turn and walk right towards us. Because muleys, unlike whitetail, are curious. They want to know what you're doing. What, what are you? You know, what's going on half the time, especially at early season when they haven't been hunted yet. And we can't hunt muley does out there. You can only hunt three-pointer better with bucks. I'm like, okay, you know, we'll get on this and just sit here for a second. So she starts walking down the hill towards me. And then the little two-point, I see his horns come up over the ridge, the horizon there. He starts walking down. Then I see the three-points rack, so I draw back. I'm at full draw. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to wait and go after something else. So now what I've done is what we train on is called a shift move. I have shifted my commitment from one target to the next to still produce a result that's going to give me what I want, that's going to serve me and my family. You have to be okay with that. You got to give yourself the permission to be able to shift and move with inside your daily hunt, with inside the action of your body being balanced in business to be able to produce and not get stuck, not get trapped in this world that, you know, I have to do this certain thing because I committed to that. I committed to getting a deer and putting meat in the freezer. I did not commit to a specific deer that I had to get. If I am tracking one deer and another one comes in and it's legal, I could shoot it. I can put the meat in the freezer. Guess what? I'm going to fucking shoot it. If I'm out building a business and I have an opportunity to either cut a business loose or to add a business because I see the potential of it serving me and my family, guess what? I'm going to do that. I'm not going to stay on a path that isn't serving me. If the path shifts, I'm going to shift with it as long as it's producing inside of my purpose. So he's walking down and I'm at full draw. And if any of this is resonating to you guys, let's start a conversation. Email me. Breakout now, exp at gmail.com. Just shoot me a message. Say, hey, let's talk. I, I would love to talk to you. I'd love to run you through the Hunter's Path Gap Map. I would love to run you through how the shift move works and the idea of targets and results and the idea of producing inside a purpose and getting out of your head and start living and leading from a place of love and connection and truth inside your heart and to stop believing the lies in your head. So back to me, full draw, over two minutes now, starting to shake a little bit, 74 pounds. I'm holding it back, string against my cheek, and I'm waiting for him to walk down. He walks down to about 40 yards, just goes broadside. I let it go. And I hit just a touch forward. And I catch the backside of his shoulder blade. Whap! Take him up on video, up off of his feet to the side. He twists, lands, and starts barreling down the mountain. And you could hear him crashing down the draw and everything else. Celebration, right? This is the time. Okay, what do we do? We set a target. Upon going after that target, what do we do? We shifted to another target that could produce the same results and serve us the same way inside of our purpose to be able to claim the result as our own during that hunt. So set a target, shifted the target, shot, hit the target. Now all I have to do is go and claim the result, right? A little different than last week when I missed twice in a row for whatever reason. Not paying attention to details, hitting a twig. Not paying attention to details, my broadhead being halfway out of my arrow. Now I just got to redeem myself. I got about a third of the arrow sticking out. Definitely have one lung. Blowing out shoulder. We're good. We wait about an hour or so. Go over there. Solid blood trail. Contracts in the bag. Checks in the mail. I've got all this money. Goes back to earlier in my business days. When I used to claim the profit and the 
production part of my jobs before the job was even over with, and then it would bite me in the ass. How many of you have actually sat there and said, okay, I'm going to make this amount of money this month so I can spend this amount, and then at the end of the month, either somebody didn't pay you, something went wrong on a job, you didn't budget something right, or you had something come up where you had to spend money on something else and you completely fucked yourself. Be truthful and honest with yourself because I've been there. I've done it. I've claimed profits and I've spent money before the check has so-called cashed and then it's bit me in my ass and it's cost me more in the long run because then I had to make up for it. So I'm celebrating. I'm on camera saying he should be 100 yards down there, dead. Great shot. We watched the video. You know, not a perfect shot, but it's a kill shot. I mean, it's, I've never had a deer walk away from a shot like that. Here we go. Let's track it. Solid blood, just blood everywhere. Holy crap. It's a lion here, a lion there, a splat there. It's nice, good looking blood. It's got some lung blood in it, some artery blood. It's a little bit of a mixture. We're good. 100 yards later, still tracking blood, getting a little less. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, really? You know, this just happened. I just did all that work. I followed through on my commitment. I hit my target. I celebrated and claimed my result before I got my result. And now I'm wondering what the hell is happening. I'm starting to replay it in my head over and over. We get about 200 yards and now it's like little speck drops. Like I'm on all fours on my knees in rocks and shale and picker bushes and everything else looking for little tiny quarter inch drops of blood every 10 to 12 feet. And he goes into the bottom draw into a thicket and the blood stops 300, 340 yards from where I shot him. I didn't get to retrieve that deer. That deer will end up wolf bait, bear bait, cougar bait. It's not my result. It's not mine to claim. This is what I'm trying to get at within this story. For all you out there that have set targets, have done the work, have hit your targets over and over and over, but sometimes you just don't get to claim the result. Even though you did everything right, everything in your heart, everything in your purpose, everything on the path, you still didn't get the result. Now, this is where you get to decide. Do I step back and I allow this to consume me? Do I allow the darkness and the pressure and the heartache and the sadness and the resentment weigh me down? Do I put all that weight back on my shoulders and carry it as a failure? Or do I allow myself to move past the failure to know I'm going to fail in life in order to succeed? Because if I fail, that means at least I got off my ass and I tried. At least I stepped up to the plate and I allowed myself to be open, vulnerable, powerful, and committed all at the same time, living in a place of truth, living inside the warrior's way to become a better man, to become a better person, a better father, a better producer, a better hunter. And inside of that, I get to decide, sitting there on that mountain with my little brother there being completely silent because he knows I'm disappointed, I'm pissed off, and he doesn't know what I'm going to do. And I take a breath. I ate an apple. I actually ate a can of ravioli too. I don't know why he brought those, but it was good because I needed the calories. And I thought to myself, you know, how many times would I have completely fucked myself if I just sat there 
and dwelled on the negative that happened inside of my business, inside of my life, inside of my world with my kids and my relationships and my God, how many times did I allow that to derail me in my life for weeks and months and even over a year at one point because I couldn't get out of my head that that did not reflect who I was. That did not reflect the value in who I am, that failure. What that did reflect is the power within the vulnerability, the power within the failure that I could actually fail and pick myself back up and move past it and go after it again and go after it again and go after it again until I actually could claim the result as my own and I succeeded. So I want you to sit back and really think about that today. Sit back and think about where in your life are you allowing yourself to live in this world of resentment and the what ifs and the should have beens and the maybes and the I'm not good enough and everything else that's not allowing you to move forward past the place you're at right now. Because what I did is I took a breath and I stood up and I put my pack on and I looked at Ty and I said, hey, brother, it's still early. Let's go find you a bear. And he looked at me. He's like, you still want to hunt? I said, yep. He goes, really? I said, yeah. He goes, why? I said, because I'm committed to results. I'm committed to becoming a better person every day. And if I don't allow the failures in my life to actually mold me and forge me out of a place of pain to become more powerful, then who the fuck am I to be standing here leading you on this mountain? And he looked at me and went, amen, brother, let's go. And we rocked it out, hiked, hit almost 15 miles, both of us injured. We both got knees messed up from the races. I got torn ligaments in my foot. But guess what? We did it. We continued the hunt. So all I have to do today to tell you is no matter what shit storm you're in, look at what you can create and your ability, your X factor, and push and move and hunt off of that every day and allow yourself to learn from the failure to succeed tomorrow. Because just because, just because I didn't get that deer that day doesn't mean I'm not going to get one the next time I go out. But if I allowed myself to sit in that moment, I would never go out again. I would just sit there and sulk and worry about the what ifs or what could be or what happens if I hit another one and I lose that one. What happens if I take another contract and I lose another $150,000? Yeah, I've lost $150,000 on one contract where I haven't been paid. I've lost $794,000 overnight with government contracts when they ran out of money. That bankrupt me just about. But I didn't go bankrupt. I sold out all my shit and I paid all my bills off over three years. And I held to my commitment and my integrity and my ethics as what I said I would do, I did. And I still have people not paying me. To this day, I still have people that owe me money. I have over $1.4 million owed to me this day. If you take in, collaborate all the jobs out there that I hadn't been paid on over the last 12 years to 15 years. Just in the past seven years, I have had to be able to push myself past the point of not getting paid with $563,000 with my electrical company, from small contracts to big contracts. That's just like doing the work and hitting the target with this deer and not being able to claim the deer. I did the work for him. I completed the job. It got signed off. I didn't get the check. But I was living as I was going to get the check, and I had to teach and train myself 
that you cannot claim the result just because you hit the target. So take that for whatever you want, however it hits you, wherever it lays in your heart, and just know you're not alone. And if you allow yourself to sit in the darkness and not hunt the light, you will lose your purpose, you will lose your why, you will lose your motivation, and you will lose your ability to produce and hunt daily for yourself, your family, and those around you. If you give yourself the ability to see failure as another step, that you can succeed looking at what you are capable of doing, what you can produce, the type of hunter you are and your body being balanced in business, then you start becoming a daily warrior inside of the daily hunt. You become an avid outdoor warrior. Even if you live in the city and you work in the city, every time you step outside, you feel that energy. You feel that ability to know that you are driven within the purpose of your heart to hunt every day to produce for yourself and your family. So get real with yourself. Quit fucking lying to yourself. Figure out where you're at. Figure out what your next target is. Get all the other bullshit out of the way and go fucking hunt. And that's it. That's all I got for you today. So love you guys. And um, failure is a part of results. And it's the only way you get to be successful. So enjoy the day. Enjoy life. Mm -hmm.